It's time for Recipe of the Day. The holiday season is an expensive time of year. So if you're looking for a nice roast for a Sunday like today, but you don't want to break the bank, you could consider making a London broil, which is perfect for some less expensive cuts of beef. First, what is London broil? And I know this has gotten a little bit confusing. So traditionally, London broil was a technique for cooking inexpensive cuts of kind of lean beef. But in recent years, grocery stores and butchers have started labeling some cuts of beef London broil. So you're looking at like which kind of beef you want to buy and some of them say London broil on them. So then you can start thinking that that is actually the cut, not the technique. So if you are looking at a package of meat at the grocery store that says London broil, you are probably looking at a top round steak, which is a nice lean cut of meat. Sometimes it'll be a flank steak, but since flank is much more common and we're more familiar with it, they will usually just label that flank. And then I think they put the label London broil on the top round steak to make us think that it's a little bit fancier because it says like London broil on it, you know? So that's what you probably have. And so for my recipe for London broil, I have used a top round steak under the sort of guess that if you have searched for London broil, if you're thinking about London broil, it's probably because you saw one at your grocery store labeled that way and you want to know how to cook it. Now, even though it says London in the title, this is not a British dish. It actually originated in the United States. And even though it says broil, it does not have to be broiled. It is more about cooking it over high heat quickly so that it gets a nice crust on the outside and is still a little bit rare, kind of medium at most on the inside. Because you're dealing with this lean cut of meat, you don't want to cook it too long because it doesn't have all that fat and juiciness in there to make that still be tender and juicy. You have to get that from not overcooking it. So it's up to medium. So high heat, nice crust on the outside, lots of good beefy flavor, but not a lot of overcooking towards the middle. Okay, so I've been searching for London broil recipes online and in cookbooks and doing the research for this post on Cook the Story, and most of them involve marinating the beef. And I will just say, we actually did a whole test on my other site, The Cookful, and I will link to it for you, where we tested beef that was marinated versus not, and we used that kind of like soy sauce style marinade that is often used on these lean cuts, especially for something like this London broil. And we found that it was better if you don't do do it. So we have not marinated this. Instead, we're doing a kind of dry brining or dry aging technique, which seasons it beautifully and does do some tenderizing. But then because I know that people who've had London broil before might be used to that kind of like soy sauce kind of flavor going on, we have made a finishing butter that's really just salted butter and soy sauce mixed together. And then you chill that and then slices of that go on to the London broil at the end to get some buttery soy sauce umami flavor just melting into the beef. So you still have some of the flavors from that traditional marinade without actually doing the marinating technique, which we actually think made the beef taste less good and have a less good texture. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to get a sharp knife and you're going to score the meat on both the top and the bottom into like hash marks to make this like hashtag hash mark pattern on the beef about an eighth of an inch thick 
all the way along the top and then all the way along sort of opposite direction to that on both sides. And then you combine some salt, pepper, garlic powder, and onion powder, and you divide that evenly on the top and bottom of the roast, getting it right into those hash marks that you've made so that that salt, that dry rub, that dry aging, that dry brine is going to really penetrate into the meat all over. Then you transfer that roast to a wire rack that's on a sheet pan and you refrigerate it for at least 30 minutes, but up to three days uncovered. That's going to, as I said, season the meat. It's going to tenderize it. It's also going to dry it out, which is going to help get that really nice crust that we want on there. Okay, during that 30 minutes or three days, at some point, you're going to combine some softened butter with some soy sauce. It's one stick of butter that's eight tablespoons with a teaspoon of soy sauce. So not very much. Mix it all up and then you're going to put that in the fridge. You can kind of roll it into like a cylinder, wrap it in plastic wrap, and then you'll have nice slices of that to use when you're done cooking your steak. When you're getting ready to cook the London broil, take it out of the refrigerator. You're just going to leave it out for, you know, 20-ish minutes while the oven preheats. You want it up at 420 degrees Fahrenheit. And you're going to get out a large oven-safe skillet. And you're going to heat some cooking oil over medium-high heat. The recipe calls for olive oil, but I tend to use grapeseed oil for this kind of thing quite often because it's less expensive and has a higher smoking point. Okay, when that oil is shimmering, you're going to put your roast into that pan. You're going to sear it really nice and dark on one side, three to four minutes, then flip it over and then move the pan to that 420 degree Fahrenheit oven. Now, if you have one of those thermometers that stays in the oven or that has like the thermometer stays in the oven and then you have like a reader outside with like a digital display that tells you the temperature of the meat in the oven, then you can put that in before you transfer it into the oven and you are then watching for it to get to the temperature that you want. Like I said, medium rare and medium are ideal for this. You are looking for probably about 10 to 20 12 minutes for medium rare, 14 to 15 minutes for medium. For the medium rare, you're going to take it out when it hits 130 degrees Fahrenheit, and that'll give it a chance to raise up to 135, which is what you want. If you're going for medium, you're going to take it out at 140 degrees Fahrenheit and let it raise up to 145 degrees Fahrenheit as it rests. So you're taking it out when it gets to the temperature you want, and you're going to let it stand, let it rest for 10 minutes. Then you transfer it to a cutting board. At this point, you can spoon some of the pan drippings over top of the roast if you want, but definitely make sure you put some of those slices of the soy sauce butter on the top, and then you're slicing it very thinly against the grain. You want to go against the grain, as always, with beef, because that actually makes the little fibers of the meat smaller in each slice, which makes it easier to chew, which makes it seem more tender. And then you also want to go very thinly on those slices for the same reason. The thinner the slice, the more tender it seems in your mouth because you're not having to chew it as much. You see what I mean? So slice it thinly, put some more of that soy sauce butter on the side for serving and dig in. I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there. The links are organized by date, so you just check what the date is on your podcast app, and then you can easily find it over there. Cookthestory.com slash ROTD, and if you make this recipe or any of the recipes from my site and you love them, don't forget to leave a five-star rating. I can't tell you how much it means to me when you do that. It helps other other people find the recipe because they see those stars on their Google search result. It helps them to know that they can trust the recipe and it lets me know that you're out there listening and cooking my recipes, which I love to know. I'm Christine Pittman from Cook the Story. Let's get cooking. <laughs> 